already holding the record for the latest matinee cast ever. I'm sure we've done this before yeah, we did this for another you. midnight. We did this for your show, not mine. Doesn't, don't they all come as matinee cast? No, <laughs> I would. No, no. Um, and I mean, in three hours, it would also tie the record for the earliest matinee cast. So if we sound weary, uh, that's why. But welcome to wherever you are. Brian McNeil, Toronto, Canada. You're listening to uh, The Second Dispatch, part two, number two, uh, Wicked Little Town, the audio postcards I'm sending out from TIFF, Toronto International Film Festival. It's the 44th annual Toronto International Film Festival happening right now until September 15th in my hometown of Toronto, Canada. It is uh, the end of day four, the beginnings of day five, since it's after midnight. Um, I am in a, uh, a, a downtown diner uh, with, uh, with my dear friend and... Uh, Co, uh, co-conspirator Andrew Robinson from uh, G-Man Reviews and the Unnamed Movie Podcast. When inquiring minds want to know, when will you name the podcast? <laughs> Is that on the to-do list? It's well, we just redid the logo. Like I know, it's oh, kind of also oh, now it's, it's kind of hard. To, yeah. Like we, it initially was my dumb email being like I haven't come up with a name. Okay. And we had like a rubbish logo because I didn't pay people money to do right. anything for But me. now you've you've doubled down. Yeah. Okay. So like it's gonna stay that, and I think the only reason it stayed is because for some unbeknownst reason to me, it spelled Tom. Right. <laughs> it just it made a funny sound. Right. Gotcha. No, it's the word for hitting someone in Jamaica. Oh. You get him a Tom. See, I didn't know this. <laughs> I mean, I've known you now for like 10 years. I did not know this in, in, at all. So so here's a quick way to be able to guess who is a Jamaican and who isn't. Okay. If they say words with H's without actually having H's in them. Yes. And they say words with H's that don't have H's in them. Yes. That's a Jamaican. Jamaican. Okay. So thump becomes thump. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm learning tonight. Um, because it's so late, it can only mean that we have come away from Midnight Madness. If you know anything about me, you know that that's a little bit of a rarity. Uh, it's not exactly my program. It hasn't even been my brand of vodka where film is concerned up until relatively recently. We saw a movie called St. Maud, uh, written and directed by Rose Glass, who's a first-time feature filmmaker. Um, I, my running joke earlier on was if you try to Google Rose Glass, you, uh, you get some very interesting results because you usually get roses under glass. Um, uh, we, we, you know, we walked over from the Ryerson Theater and uh, our goodies are arriving. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Uh, we walked over from the Ryerson Theater. We haven't actually talked about this, this uh, movie. First of all, tell people what this, this opus was about. Um, it's about a young lady by the name of Maud, who believes in the, the saints and the Jesuses. Um, she is a, what's the correct word for it? I would say hospice nurse. Palliative care giver. And she deals with people who are about to die. Yes. Um, and she gets a new client who is a bit of a cunt. Um, and That's a direct quote. <laughs> That's why it's allowed. Thank you so much. And she thinks she can save her soul. And it becomes this demonic tale of just good versus evil, of God versus demon. Mm -hmm. And we move on from there. The question is what's real and what isn't. Mm -hmm. um, I have very good answers to these questions. <laughs> um, others will tell you that it's ambiguous. Right. <laughs> I don't think it's that ambiguous. Um, this is a movie that has brush strokes of 
a lot of classic film. There's everything from Sunset Boulevard is in this movie, All About Eve is in this movie, um, The Exorcist is somewhat in this movie, uh, Breaking the Waves, you pointed out, is in this movie. There's a lot of other films in this film, and yet it still feels um, like it is speaking very much with its own voice. Uh, I, as much as one can, I enjoyed this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think? I spent the first hour of this movie kind of baffled by it, <laughs> right? There, especially in the scenes in what I would only call um, religious orgasms. Yes. Right? Yeah. Where for a long time I'm like, okay, where are we going? Mm-hmm. Like, are you going to admit something to me soon? Because right. I'm not sure what I'm going to take from this if we stay in this nebulous, like, I don't know what's going on area. I do love the end of this movie. Yes. I do love the wrap-up. Okay. So this is a film, you know, we saw... Everybody stayed. Like, I couldn't... We were down really low, but I couldn't hear or see behind us a whole lot of rustling, a whole lot of people leaving. It was a light crowd for midnight. This wasn't one of the ones that really draws them out. This, This had no... You know, bloody images, no promises of samurai or anything like that. And it's Sunday night, which tends to be a lighter house for Midnight Madness. But it seems like everybody who showed stayed, which is saying something because it's a 90-minute movie. That first hour is really slow. It's, it's, it's a lot of listening, a lot of promissory notes being written, but a lot of just wait around to see what happens when the movie was introduced the programmer Peter Kapowski said that there was a moment watching the screening of this where the oxygen was let out of the room and he couldn't wait for that moment to arrive for us and I kept waiting and waiting and waiting and and that's that's the thing about this movie is I, I wonder if people hear something like this or they read whatever we happen to write or they read reviews about it and they catch up with it at home I worry that people are going to bail. They definitely might. I mean, especially with words like that, like the, the film in my head that pops up, and I don't even know if you've seen this, and I hope you have, because I love this movie and you need to watch it. Okay. Um, that I would describe like that, where I'm like, people have to wait for this to kind of get great. Mm-hmm. It's bone top. Oh, oh, God. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we're like, that's the kind of movie where if someone bails on that, like in the hour, you know, I kind of uh-huh. tap them and be like, please go back. <laughs> I, I, I would disagree. <laughs> but but yes. Um, yeah, and I think that was the thing, is the ending of this film, without giving a damned thing away, is legitimately shocking. Like, capital S shock. I definitely like pulled back in my seat at that point. Yeah, yeah, and I mean and, and for a moment you think it is, it, it, the, the, the shock has ended and it has let you go but then it delivers one more kick to the nuts before it cuts the black. Um, and and I, I do hope that people find this kind of movie. This is, this is what I like in the genre. This kind of slow turn of the screw, really shove the bamboo under your th- fingernails, and, and you let you just wait on it. That's the kind of thing I really, really like. I just want to say, I'm, I still feel weird that they're playing Sukiyaki Django right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you're on. 
we go we go where we go and they play what they play um how is so this is you know you you've moved here now you're uh you're you're pseudo canadian if not fully canadian yet i i take the word transplant mm. for the moment okay um i've lost count this is about your fifth or sixth tip if if we're going by my account or official, this would be four. Okay. But if we're going by like your accounting in my like appearances in the last couple of years, mm -hmm. this would be six. Where do you make the difference between those? Like two years ago, I think I literally only, only saw, saw the one. No count. Choice. No count it. Count it. Right. Yeah. No count that. Okay. And so it's your six. Last year, I saw like maybe four. Okay. No count. <laughs> count those. Um, how is this one going for you? This one's going okay. It started rocky. Really? <laughs> um, my first film was Blood Quantum, the mm. midnight film, which mm -hmm. did not go well with me. Okay. Um, um, I've, I've definitely seen some really good things. Um, the Lighthouse is a standout, but I feel like that was pretty much assured from the beginning of the festival. Like, it felt like well, The Lighthouse, and we should tell people, The Lighthouse is the movie, it's the follow-up movie by Robert Eggers, who um, wrote and directed The Witch, uh, which the was Witch. The, the Witch, which, which <laughs> played at TIFF a few years ago. Um, it was hotly anticipated after Cannes, and it showed, yeah, it showed up here like gift wrap, basically. Yeah. And, and like the, the present inside the gift wrap is wonderful. Good. Okay. Um, if you like actors acting, um, it's amazing. What Check. I love the most Check. is that Willem Dafoe he, the character he plays could have come straight out of Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh. Okay. Um, except they just put him in a serious movie. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> now I'm worried. It's... How is the, uh, how is the RPAT? Oh, he's great. Is he? Oh, it's... Like, this is a movie that I can't wait to go and watch again. Mm. Um, I think one of, some of my surprises, though, for the festival, mm -hmm. um, names I've not heard too often, okay. is... Sound of Metal, which is I'm I'm intrigued by that. Tell people about that movie. Um, this film with Riz Ahmed, he plays as uh, a drummer in a metal band, and he starts to lose his hearing, right, and has to struggle with the following of that. As you can imagine, someone who works in music and is always on with these sounds. And worse yet, I mean, I'm pretty sure they use this for effect to make him a metal drummer as opposed to, say, a jazz drummer or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Where they're like, when you're in that loud environment, it then goes to complete silence. Um, it definitely feels a lot like any general drug addiction sort of film, where okay. you now have to deal with this change in your life. What I understand about this movie is that watching it somewhere that it has good sound design is key. Like, this is not the kind of thing you're going to want to watch on your laptop. What I found really interesting about it, that's kind of true, but what I found even more interesting is that the director had some personal connection to the deaf community. Mm. So, like, the film was completely captioned. Right. And he made a point about it, so I'm interested to see, like, the eventual release of the film as to whether they keep to that. I, I believe that is in the in the cards, and I, and I, I imagine that's going to get a lot of people annoyed. Um, so I mean, I mean, those two alone already is is is, is a great week, and we're only on day four. Um, my day began with, and I say began, it began at three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, began with the Mister Rogers film, uh, "Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood." This is the one that's got Tom Hanks 
uh, playing the TV icon, and it's directed by uh, the same woman who directed uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me last year. Prior to that, she directed Diary of a Teenage Girl. I know her first name is Mariel, but her last name has fallen straight out of my head. Heller, I believe. There you go, Mariel Heller. Um, this was interesting for me because when the, the, the trailer first dropped for Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, I thought to myself, I don't know if I want to see that because I count myself a deep, deep devotee of the documentary. I'm like, we have the documentary. The documentary moved me deeply. I don't know that I need to go back to that well in a fictional capacity. It's not going to do the same things. But a couple things. One, when I found out that it was uh, Muriel Heller, I was drawn back in because so far with two bangers right off the top in Can You Forgive Me and Diary of a Teenage Girl, she has my money until proven otherwise. So every time she releases a movie, she has my money, number one. Number two, um, this movie, I'm happy to report, is not a biopic. Um, it is not a Mr. Rogers biopic because by the filmmaker's own admission, Mr. Rogers does not make for a good protagonist. They're like, he is, he can evoke wonderful emotions from you and he can teach you an awful lot about the world and about yourself. But as a protagonist of a story, he's terrible. So he actually, the story is very much about the Esquire writer who is assigned to cover him for an issue of about heroes and his personal life journey at the time that he was set out to do this thing. So Rogers kind of drifts in and out of this movie, like disappearing for two and three scenes at a time. Um, and it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays. I think everybody's going to love Tom Hanks in this movie. Hanks is, he's doing a very good job. He's not trying to do an impression. He's not trying to do a cartoon. He's, it's not like an SNL skit, but it's, it's also very much not Tom Hanks. So you're saying the movie wouldn't be improved from having Robin Williams in the role? No. <laughs> No, just, it would. just put that in your head for a minute. Yeah, no, nor would it be improved by Eddie Murphy. Um, it's it's really good. It's really beautiful. Um, so many scenes are handled um, with such a deft touch, and it really does um, good things to evoke uh, the best parts of Fred Rogers' message. Fred Rogers' message it it has to do the most with listening and with understanding your emotions especially in men especially in boys and especially in men and you can really draw a straight line between what he was trying to teach in us and where we are now for not having learned those lessons properly so that was a that was a good way to start my day for sure have you on a, on a complete side no, no have you ever seen the black dynamite episode with <laughs> Mr. Rogers? No. Oh, I'm going to send Should you a I? YouTube clip. Okay. okay. <laughs> I need to see this for sure. Um, you know, it's um, it's been, like, by all accounts, it's been a good festival. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of people are being really effusive about what they're seeing. Uh, I haven't heard a whole lot of complaints. I haven't heard a whole lot of people talking about anything just under under delivering on where it was mm -hmm. have, have you come across any like general consensus i mean you know you went for dinner with six of my friends <laughs> and didn't invite my ass i do not suffer from any kind of fomo ever <laughs> but seeing six of my friends when i'm just like sitting at home on the couch <laughs> on twitter like hey great little catch up today during tiff 
Like, thanks, guys. I blame Shane for taking that picture. I blame you for being in that picture. <laughs> how has how has the rest of the week been? The rest of the week has been great. Um, I've had the joy of taking my girlfriend to her first tiff, even though she's lived here the whole time. How has she responded to that? Because it is... I know the first time for people can be kind of a sensory overload. Mm -hmm. So not to speak for Renata, but how, 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 how did she come away from it? She seems to have been enjoying it. Okay. Um, I, I personally enjoy, um, I personally enjoy the fact that she has now noticed that I'm not the only lunatic. Okay. That's good. Right. Yeah, because um, she, she, she would just look at the schedule and hear me say numbers like, oh, I'm picking up 20-something films. Right. And maybe it'll go to more than that. And she's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but we, we've seen a lot, some good things together. Um, we saw The Sound of Metal together, which she loved. Mm. And we also saw the this Canadian film, All the Birds Rain Down. Okay which was pretty great. It follows your criteria. Ah, yes. <laughs> um, but the one that I would say better to your criteria, well, it's not better to your criteria, they're all just one criteria. Right. Um, better film is sure. the perfect candidate. The, mm. the latest film from the lady whose name I will not attempt to say. She's the director of Waja. Yeah, she's the director of Wajda. Um, she definitely came around with the jokes, being like, I didn't have to be in the van this time, going back to Saudi Arabia. Um, what I loved about that movie was, for the first time, like when we see a lot of these cultures, we always see the women like fully kitted, mm -hmm. right, in, in their garb. Right. Um, we see a lot of the women in their spaces where they're able to like be free, like um, the the family of the protagonist is a wedding, does wedding parties and such. So you see like the wedding parties being completely segregated. So the women okay, are like okay. completely, like they, it looks like a normal party with women just looking gorgeous and having a good time. Okay. Right. Okay. And it's about this woman who's a doctor who kind of just decides on a, as things kind of go one way to the next, decides to run for a municipal spot of government and she takes her shots okay right that sounds um, fantastic it's a pretty great film that must have landed like beautifully for a festival crowd yeah okay um it's i mean all of this i i do like bringing other people into the fold and kind of letting them see what it is that draws us into it i i do love showing other people kind of no no, no i'm in the middle of the spectrum of crazy you know there's other people who will show up in line before me there's other people who will do more films than me she's not met the 60, the 60 film people yet yes yes <laughs> we came over yet um i've been ending these episodes with what i'm calling the milk and cookies so something sweet something wonderful something joyful that has happened to you over the last four days that has just made your weekend just that little cherry on the top obviously you know we, t we talked about the dinner with your friends <laughs> so you know you could go back to that road oh, if no. you wanted but just you know it, it's I, I we get caught up very much in what films were good and what films were great and whatever but I, i've been trying to tell people that it's 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 just it's supposed to be a happy time 
and it can be stressful. So I want to try to end with a positive experience. What has been a positive experience you've had this week? It could even just be like, you know, you, you had a really good roti one afternoon or something. I think, well, it kind of circles around Renata, my girlfriend, um, and this whole experience of her coming to the festival. And weekends. But most importantly, like yesterday when we, we did two films together, we did The Sound of Metal and we did The Birds Rain Down, we had like a four hour gap between our films. And we were moving from the Elgin over to the Scotiabank for the second screening. Okay. The Nathan Flip Square, there was this Asian dragon festival going right, on. So we right. like ended up hanging around there for like an hour or so, just just having some crazy ass food and, mm. <laughs> and enjoying ourselves. And like that was my milk and cookies of the weekend. I, I, I mean, that's the thing I love about this festival is there's been talk over the years about its footprint. Like it's actually now condensed to a very small footprint. It used to scatter in a little bit of a bigger web across the city. But I do love that near as I know, it's the only major film festival that happens within a city proper. Most of the other major film festivals, your Tellurides, your Venice, uh, they, they happen either in a cultural corner of the city or in like a festival village. This is the only one that you're cutting through a, a city where other shit's going on, Yeah, you know? So I love that you're going from one cinema to another cinema and you cut through a protest or you cut through a carnival or, you know, like that, like all these kinds of things that seem to just swirl around this tomfoolery of moviegoing. So that's a, that's a good one. I like that a lot. Um, and I think that's a good spot to end. Um, it is, uh, as I said, it's Monday morning. Uh, this will be going up, so uh, good morning, everybody. <laughs> Welcome I'll, to Monday. I'll hopefully be awake by the time this goes up. I don't think I won't be awake by the time this goes up. Um, my coverage is going to continue. Uh, they'll be writing about St. Maud later on. A uh, lot more films to come over the week. Andrew's coverage. Uh, are you doing any coverage? I'm, I'm doing some light writing. Okay. I just I just posted up the lighthouse today. I'll probably write something tomorrow on either Saint Maud or or coming coming home again. Gotcha. Um, Figure out what that I. That can all be tomorrow. found at uh, gmanreviews.com. More of my stuff can be found at thematinee.ca. There will be at least one or two more of these uh, before the week is out. Uh, tip, of course, is going on until the 15th, I think? Yeah. 15th of September. Um, check it out, tiff.net. There's more tickets available for all kinds of things. Check out my site, thematinee.ca uh, slash tiff for more coverage. Um, but for now, uh, from Carlton Avenue, uh, he is Andrew Robinson. Yo. I am Ryan McNeil. We will see you at the matinee and at tiff. So we can.